Koi gig part. For me, it's difficult because if Chelsea aren't playing well or they need something to get someone to get them out of it, I don't think they have it. So I think they're in a difficult place. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Ball daily. Now you're very welcome back. So there was uh, in amongst uh, Irish rugby doing its thing and the strangest match of the day most of us will ever see. There was hurling over the weekend. Tommy Welch is with us. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, John. So uh, I might just as a jumping off point touch on something I had not intended to touch on, which is the structure of the league, because everybody is making the point that it's not quite working. And yet I sat down to watch the highlight show uh, last night on Orgy with Don Logue and Liam Sheedy and Joanne Cantwell. And it was really striking on the on the flagship here. Hurling fans is your your weekend of hurling. Uh, even they were just very down on what's being produced and a bit frustrated and do not feel that the quality of games is good enough. And reading every uh, piece in the papers this afternoon, it's it's pretty unanimous that this thing is not working. The league is not working. Where are you and what we're seeing over the weekend and the last number of weeks? Yeah, Joe, I suppose I go against the grain on that now, to be honest with you. Um, speaking as both a supporter and a player, I love the league the way it is. As a player, Joe, love the league. Why? It didn't have the same intensity, same pressure as championship games where it was do or die. It was all about the result. Performance, yes, managers and coaches, they raving about performance. But really, nothing mattered, only the victory at the end of the day when it comes to knockout championship. So league was always beautiful. You start off in, you know, at that time was around February. And, you know, you'd have crowds of maybe 10, 15,000 at it. Huge excitement, start of the year, looking forward to playing probably with new t- teammates, lads coming fresh out of minor jaw, players that maybe the supporters haven't seen before. It's great. Any new youngsters coming into a panel gives a great buzz, a great excitement to guys that are there maybe a while. So it was lovely and fresh. And we absolutely loved the league. We didn't have all of our best teams out because, you know, you the Ballyhale lads, maybe usually during Club All-Irelands, they might be rested to come back towards the later on the year. So young lads got their chance. Or maybe if you weren't on the team the previous year as well, Joe, you got your chance in the league. And you could play without, I suppose, the great intensity, even eyes looking at you, that there would be when you're playing Crow Park in a Leinster final or a Leinster semi-final. And, and could, or I, could I jump in there for a sec, Tommy? I accept all of that. That yeah. sounds to me like it's just working for the players, therefore. Like, we're having a great time and the spectacle isn't very good. Like, for instance, after Claire Galway, watching the analysis and watching the scores, I think Liam Sheedy made the point that this, you know, if if he was manager and this was a training match behind closed doors, he'd have blown the whistle and said, what's going on? After a few seconds, there was, there was that little intensity. So I'm sure you and uh, the players on the field do enjoy that, that easier uh, aspect. But I mean... What's the point of a tournament? Let, let, let them go away and have challenge matches and let fans turn up for free if, if that's the attitude, no? No, I wouldn't agree. I didn't agree with it, that view either because like, do supporters not love seeing new players come out in, say, that game in, we'll say, Nolan Park yesterday, maybe 10, 15,000 at it in Semple Stadium. Although Semple Stadium is a bit different with, with Watford to Peru, that was like a championship game. Yeah. The Galway Clare game. Right, there's huge crowds at it. Do the supporters not like seeing New young players, I, like how many new young players? Are yeah, we I, I don't. I think they would like seeing new players. I suppose the argument was you can have new players or not, but actually it's just the intensity of it, you know. Because Henry Shefflin came out after the Galway uh, win uh, against Clare, and you know even he kind of conceded, "Oh look, we're all managing different training loads and we're doing different things." So uh, you know, even that was a, a subtle acknowledgement that the intensity of the games isn't maybe where they will be. 
so yeah people like seeing the young players but like yeah young players can still be part of an intense contest it feels like they're just fulfilling fixtures not Galway alone in this um, instance but it feels like too many of the teams are perhaps just fulfilling the fixtures training very hard and nobody cares that much if they win the league or not yeah, well, listen, uh, well, I will agree with you. I, I, th- I think there's no right or wrong answer to this. I okay. think it's all a matter of opinion. So you and m- other supporters like you might prefer more and a ch- uh, more championship-like feeling to a league. Towards as probably me and thousands other would like to see the opposite, what's going on at the moment. Um, okay. I'll give you an example. You you, turn, you, you work hard on a, a Sunday there in, on the radio all day. You want to go home to a, a nice dinner. Say, my dinner is a you know, good chicken roast. You have your stuffing, you have your Wexford potatoes, you have your uh, you know, gravy all over. You can't wait for it after a day's work. What if you eat a steak dinner 10 minutes before it? Are you going to enjoy it as much? So we have a big, intense league for, say, the next two or three months. Are we going to be able to, as supporters, sound how much Joe, are you going to have the same... Uh, you know, fever and excitement and build up to the championship two weeks later because you have to remember the championship starting two or three weeks after the league final. So, like, I even found, like, say, reporting on the games were going for maybe, you know, maybe six or seven weeks in a row and you do be tired because, you know, you're building up all week that you're ready for the game on the Sunday and that's just as working in the media. And, um, like, after a while, you do get tired. Towards the old way when it was different, when you had a championship game every three or four weeks, that was definitely different. You could have a more championship-like league then. But I think the format of the, the Munster round robin and the, the Linster round robin at the moment, I don't think it lends itself to uh, having a championship-like league. Yeah. I thought Brian Lawn, I don't hear Brian Lawn's interview. I did, yeah. Brian Lawn, yeah, like he said, and I thought he was on the money, he said, it's a time to experiment players, but you also want to win. And I do think all managers are trying to do that. I think it's just the experiment of the players really is, is you know, maybe the likes of the supporters want to see their full championship team. I don't know. No, no, no totally. And we'll, we'll get into the hurling now. I should tell you, by the way, I haven't seen enough of the hurling league. I'm I'm busy Six Nations on TV and stuff, so I'm, I'm kind of not seeing it. But I, I'm just reflecting the vibe I got from the highlight show last night and even just reading pieces today. Uh, you know, GA writers are saying this really isn't up to scratch. Um, and, and like the reason it's happened is fairly obvious. You remember a couple of years ago when Division 1A and Division 1B was, I mean, I, there was a, a chasm between the two. You did not want to be in Division 1B. And so Division 1A was amazing. All these teams fighting to stay in it, um, incredibly intense games. And then the, the, the almost the playoff in Division 1B to see which of the two got up was this amazing game. So that is where we were. And it was brilliant, I thought. Like as as a spectator, it was brilliant. But certainly what's emerged is players and management said it was too much. And you have to listen to them, I appreciate it. But they say uh, too stressful, too much. And also what's exacerbated that now is the Ren Robbins. So between the stress of staying up and now you have Ren Robbins thrown in. I I don't know. It doesn't sound like the hurling fraternity are going to go back. Yeah, well, if you also see the argument especially at that time, Joe, if you remember back to Division 1, 1A and 1B, was the argument that we're not doing enough to promote hurling in Antrim, yes. in Leash, in Kildare and Westmead. So, you know, we can't have it every way. I think the hurling, you know, it is going on at the moment that do we put a hurling to every youngster? You know, it's part of our culture. It's part of our history of this country. It's our own game, the game of hurling, the greatest field game in the world. That's the argument put out there. And there's so few counties probably at the top as opposed to the, the, the Gaelic football version. And 
I think by having it the way it is, yes, you're not going to have the huge uh, championship like league games, but you're promoting like the crowds that are going to the games in Leash. I was at the Kenny Leash match uh, in Omora Park, a great game. Yeah. Um, I wasn't at the Kenny and Antrim game up in the up in Antrim. That was supposed to be a fantastic game again, huge supporters. So, like you know, you can't have it every way. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with you. Listen, there's no right or wrong answer. I think you'll have. Half the people will look one way and half will look the other, like, yeah, you know. I suspect you're right. I'd be curious. 53106 is the text number. Hurling fans maybe get in touch. Let us know what you make of it. Uh, curious for your thoughts on Tipperary. So, Liam Cal's first season in charge. They are scoring goals to beat the band. They've scored 10 goals in uh, their four games. 10 goals and 102 points. And uh, obviously... Liam Cal's Waterford tended to score lots of goals as well and the Waterford players would say that he'd always be onto them saying go for it, go for it, go for goals. So we're seeing that in Tip, we're seeing an energy about Tip. Uh, is this uh, the beginning of a big year for Tipperary or not so sure? Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's definitely a mindset, this goal scoring, Joe. Um, remember we had a, an old teacher of ours from Carlo um, came into us to speak in the club one time and he was saying you had to go for maybe five goals to, to score one. And um, if you look at these Tipperary players, every one of them are taking on their man. Uh, even the Cork players seem to be doing it at the moment with Harley. Every time they get the ball, they take on their man, which creates goal chances. You saw Seamus Callum before he went off injured, and hopefully he gets some good news on that. But he had a great goal chance that only he would have taken it. Say so 8 out of 10 forwards would tip, tip that ball over the bar. He went to take on his man two or three times and only for a, a great save from the Watford goalie, Billy Nolan. Uh, he kept the ball out of the net. But Tipperary players, they're not just scoring these goals by chance. It seems to be a mindset that Liam Cabb puts into his teams. When you get the ball inside, take on your man and there has to be runners outside. I think you have to be excited if you're a Tipperary man, Joe, because they're coming from a different places. There's a kind of a changing of the guard. Like you were talking about the class of 2010. Yeah. The, the, and a backbone that can the Tipperary team to win the All Ireland to win under twenty one at the same time. They're all coming to the you know over the, the thirty age mark now, so they need new players. We saw that probably in the last year of Liam Sheedy's reign. They probably need to fresh it, uh, you know, freshen up the team with new young players. Jake Morris, like he scored a huge amount of goals for Tipperary under tw- on minor first win in All Ireland, then under twenty he won two All Ireland, scoring lots of important goals. One of them was the last minute. Uh, winner against Cork in a, a Munster 21 uh, final. So Jake Morris, I think, just needed someone maybe to put some faith in him that he's playing probably a run of games consecutively. And we've seen the three goals like he scored at the weekend. Every one of them bounced low into the net. How many goals do we see save Joe where you give the goalie, all the goalies now seem to be top quality. They're doing, they're, they're doing their own training, I suppose, goalkeeping training away from the panel. If you hit the ball halfway, you know, up their body at all, you're going to stop it nine times out of ten. Mm. You bounce it low into the corners, and uh, Jake Morris did that for every one of his goals. And it's the work rate. I've never seen Tipperary as, as fit in in years. They look so and, slim. And Tommy, yeah. do you? Because I, <laughs> not to get back to our previous conversation, but like Waterford last year, almost a cautionary tale. Great league, and they look so fit in the league and so powerful. Win the league and yeah. capitulate, then come championship for whatever reason. That'll be the nagging worry at the back of. Uh, Cal's mind I presume he's learned something from last year yeah of course it's a worry because you always remember the last you know last year you want to remember with Liam Cal the very same thing kind of is happening but like you know what about Tipperary last year they won no games True. and still didn't come out of Munster 
So you can, I always look at stats. You can kind of look at stats any way you want to, to build up your own story. Like, what about 2000 and was it 19 and 18 where Tipperary or Limerick won two league, five, league finals? So then suddenly, is that the right thing to do? So listen, I can understand your point, but I think it is a hard one for Liam Sheedy because he doesn't have a seasoned team that he can wait until the summer yeah. to have them peak. He has to actually find players well, to replace, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. And I, I would think it's a symptom of a new manager as well. Like even Jack O'Connor in the football last year with Kerry, desperate to win the league this year. Not as important because we're a bit more settled. And Derek Ling, uh, like he's very much talking about wanting not all these managers that seems want the semi-final and the final in, in, in the league. He wants a semi-final. He wants as many games as possible. And probably a, an interesting game next week will be Kilkenny-Waterford at Nolan Park. And that'll decide who goes into the semi-final with probably Limerick, uh, Tip and Cork through already. Through already. So Kilkenny play Waterford, Nolan Park uh, next weekend to see who joins them. And, and Ling is saying, I want these games. Uh, that's a real new manager. Give me as much prep time as possible. How are Kilkenny looking to you? Yeah, sure, listen, he's taken over from, you know, arguably the greatest manager that has ever, you know, uh, managed in the, in the game of hurling, like Brian Cody, 11 All-Earns and all he has won and probably more respected even than the titles was the spirit he seemed to grow in his teams. But I suppose the one advantage for, for Derek is, even in all Brian's greatness, it's 2015 since they were able to manage to, uh, to win the Lee McCarthy Cup. So he's not coming after Kilkenny winning two or three All-Earns in a row yes. or even one all recently so I think that definitely does help that the Kenny public do realise it there's a building job but I think there's, there's the the spine of a very very good team and why would I say that is because the young players that were I was talking about maybe three years ago they're suddenly now in their mid-twenties they have their strength and conditioning work built up you can see the Kenny boys they're definitely if you compare them to their players in my time they're much more we'll say physical guys that you would know lived in the gym, I suppose, for the winter months, as opposed to ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to him and, and the way the game has gone. You have to be like that to take on the likes of Limerick. And I find them guys now are growing into the roles in the centre. And maybe the older players and younger players coming in, they're building up the positions on the wings. Like you see, you know, Billy Ryan, you have Hugh Lawler, all these guys now taking up centre positions. Richie Reid is now, you know, he was probably the best centre-back in, in club hurling with Ballyhale for the last you know, a number of years. And it was only last year to put him in centre-back with Kenny. They were playing him wing-back, they were playing him midfield. Last year, centre-back, and he's an awesome centre-back. And they're building the team around these players. And, um, you know, the, Billy Drennan is a new young young player star, and he was part of Derek Ling's under-20 team. Uh, Joe, Billy is a would have all Ireland's in handball. He's a, he's a serious sports star. Mm. Billy Drennan comes from a small club in North Kenny Galmai, and... You know, he's been doing this since he was 10, 11 years of age. It's just a fantastic player. And he's really grown into his role as free taker and, you know, popping over three or four pints of play. You have grown done from our own club. Um, and as I said, the, 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 play, the young players from the last few years are now filling up centre role. So right, I think it's very exciting. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and Waterford coming to town, Davy Fitzgerald, it's kind of, it's like that, that's game of the weekend. I saw him, he was on the late late on, uh, Friday and he was asked you know what's it like being back at Waterford and he was saying well first time around I had this team that were all, not the end of the road but hardened seasoned uh, elder statesmen whereas he feels almost this current batch are, are coming into, the, into their peak and he said super excited and everybody was excited about Waterford this time last year so what's your read they were beaten by Tipperary over the weekend down to 14 men what's your read on what day what's, what's he trying to do with Waterford early stages do you think 
you know, he definitely has a few injuries. Um, Connor Prunty, I see, going off the weekend. Austin Gleeson going off. So there's a few injuries there, and he lost a few lads to Australia and stuff. So, you know, he hasn't got the perfect pa- package starting off either, Davey Fitz, as regards the, the team or the panel that he can pick from. Uh, Jamie Barron will probably serve a suspension maybe after be- being sent off. Yeah. So it, it's not simple, but I think, like, the league semi-finals and finals, after looking at Watford last year, like, just looking at how far the game has come on, Joe. So now you don't just have a speech the Wednesday before a game or a Friday, you go out and you rile up your your, your your team and go out and play the match with, with fire and brimstone. Now you analyse teams to death. And as Liam Sheedy said in the Sunday game last night and Don Logue, he said, you're in the semi-finals and finals. It gives your opposition because you know who you're playing. It's not like a, it's an open draw from championship. You know the, the teams you're going to be playing in either the Munster or the Linster championship. So do you want to be seen in you know the two or three weeks coming up to championship in these huge profile games? So it's a difficult one. I'd say Davey would be happy enough to put in a good performance, but maybe keep a low profile coming into them that month <laughs> around Robin. <laughs> oh dear, you know, it's a hell of a competition. Like really <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. We're out of time, sorry to say. Let's have a longer chat in the next couple of weeks, maybe, um, well, in, in, inevitably as we head towards the serious stuff. But thanks, Tommy, for this evening. Thanks, Joe. Take care. Tommy Welch with us, giving his thoughts on the hurling. Uh, Short break. We've got Monday Night Rugby on the way.